1: That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Welcome to the program. If you have Bible questions, any inquiries about the Word of God, you can dial right now, area code 866-423-9578. Area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight to be on the air. Bible talk with Pastor Emory Moss. Well, as always, uh, I have a topic, a discussion topic, actually. But at the same time, it's something that you can uh, chime in on if you like. And I certainly would like to hear from you. Uh, you know, I don't go in a political direction, but definitely I think it's important to deal with issues that the Bible deals with. And one of those issues is racism. That's right. Well, where did I get this idea from to talk about this today? Well, actually, from my wife, yeah. She was watching a program, and I became frustrated because there were Christian women in this program discussing the issue of racism, but they weren't using the Bible. They were coming up with this example, that example, another example, but not one of the examples that they went to utilized the Bible at all. So my wife said, why don't you, you know, my wife being the brilliant woman that she is, she said, why don't you do a program on racism? I said, okay. So that's exactly what I'm going to talk about today, the Bible and racism. And so I encourage you to call if you're interested in that subject. But of course, any question you have about the word of God is welcome here. All right. The Bible and racism. There's at least seven key verses that let you know that the Bible condemns racism. And I want to say something. It amazes me. It is astounding. Every time I read the Bible, though, this becomes more and more clear. And that is that the Bible here, we, we call it an ancient document, right? Uh, because of the, the time span that it has. But the Bible uh, is better than some of our modern science. Uh, because the Bible says, I mean, even in the book of Genesis, way back there, that there's only one race, the human race. Absolutely. There's no such thing as the different races of man. And now politics is, have gotten into it, but there are certain political proponents uh, in this racial issue who say that if you say there's just one race, then that's discrimination. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm sorry. I am sorry. I am sorry, but that's not true. The truth is there is only one race and that one race is the human race. So that's what we're going to be talking about and defining racism. So absolutely, we know exactly what racism is. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible talk with Pastor Emery Moss. But as always, I can't stop you from calling in with your own questions. So I'm going to go to Angela in Royal Oak and see what is on Angie's mind. Hello, Angie.
2: Oh, hey, welcome back. I missed you
1: uh- <laughs> <laughs> Well I miss you too, Angela.
2: okay, well, I just have a statement make, make elaborate or help me figure out. I just thought like the the American political system hasn't benefited black people you know even to vote for Democrat. Do you think that, the, I told Daryl this, um, that maybe we should get rid of government, like uh, abolish it, that do we need like a president, do we need a governor, mayor? They don't do anything for us, especially the ones in Michigan. I just feel very frustrated. I am sick of all these politicians. You well, know, ta- but you said lying. something about
1: not doing anything for black people?
2: Well, I just feel like they're lying at the Democrat Party. You know, they lie. You know, they don't care about us. They just use us so we can go out and vote for them. Well, you don't uh, see them in the neighborhood. When you call their offices, you get their A's, and they, they never call you back. You know, like uh, not the governor or Whitmer, well, but, but, you know. But, but here's the uh, thing, uh, though, Gary Angela. Peters. But Angela, uh-huh. let,
1: let's uh-huh. look at it, though. Definitely we've had uh, troubles in our society, but in America, we have more freedom, whoever you are in this country, than other countries like China and communist countries where you can't even vote. Now, America hasn't been perfect. Uh-huh. We've had our problems with slavery, but... Also, we have passed laws uh, against slavery. We had Jim Crow laws for many years, but laws were passed against that. And we got to realize something. Here's something we got to realize that those who came against racism in America were both white and black, white Americans Mm -hmm. and black Americans died to get freedom in this country. So you got to be careful. History does not, in other words, I'm trying to tell you this. History does not back up what you're saying. All you have to do is get yourself a little handy dandy book uh, before the Mayflower. Mm-hmm. Okay, get that book and, uh, and, and study it and you'll see where you get a history of uh, the country. Yes, we've had some trouble, but uh, we have freedom in America that's not had in many other countries. So I, I would challenge that statement. And then definitely there are politicians that lie, but there's preachers that lie. There's doctors that lie. We can't put people in fact. The one thing we have to stop doing is putting people in categories. Okay. All politicians, this all doctors, this all, that's, that's the, that becomes one of the seed, uh, seeds of uh, prejudice. Okay. In other words to say, all blondes are dumb. Women can't drive. You, you know, we got to stop that kind of logic and, and take things individually as they come. Do you see what I'm saying?
2: But do we need government? Do we need a mayor? Do we need a government? Let me tell you what
1: the the Bible says, though. You you, you ask that. Let's ask that question of the Bible. Do we need government? All right. Romans chapter 13. This is what your Bible says, not me. Okay, the Bible. I like to get out of it. Okay. Here it says in (laughs) Romans uh, 13 and 1. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. For there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Whoso therefore resists the power, resists the ordinance of God, and they that resist receive to them damnations. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. They're talking about the rulers of a country. Will thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have minister of the same. In other words, as long as the government is enforcing things that are right, our job is to obey the government. Government. The only time we can disobey it if it tells us to do something as Christians, if it tells us to do something that is against the uh, law of God. But God established government. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. look at government in the other countries like Venezuela and Chile and Puerto Rico. they haven't done anything for the people but a lot of them. well, well, okay. you
1: know? well, well let, that doesn't mean. here again, you got to think hard now that does not condemn mm-hmm. government. okay Definitely, we can't uh, mm-hmm. we can't support evil government. But there is a such thing as good government. There are good police officers. There's good legislators. Yeah, don't. In other words, think hard. Don't throw out the baby with the bathwater because that's what you're kind of doing in that thinking. We can't co- condemn all politics because there's politicians that are bad. We can't condemn all doctors. And I've seen some people do that. They won't go to one doctor because they had one another doctor that messed up. I don't take any medicine yeah. anymore. We we can't. <laughs> that's not Angela. That is not logical. Do you see what I'm saying?
2: so like. I don't get no... I feel like I'm being ignored by Governor Whitmer, no, but Merg, you, e. e. well, e. well, you haven't named Peters. all of them.
1: Well, you'll well. find some that'll mention that, you can, uh, that maybe mm-hmm. will listen to you. Just because those don't, still you can't cast them all out. You can't say that because I can't reach some, none are going to listen to me. That becomes a prejudice. That becomes a bias. In fact, what happens, uh, and the Bible tells us clearly on one thing, in 1 Thessalonians 5, 20, uh, 21, prove all mm-hmm. things hold fast to that which is true. You got to prove it, okay? So just because some, because that's how prejudice starts. I had a white person who did this to me, so all whites are bad. I had a black person. I met a, we can't do that, okay? That is what you've got to avoid. Think about what I'm saying, okay? My
2: mama says, "Do we have to vote? You think God wants
1: to vote?" I tell you what. You tell me this: if your vote mm-hmm. is going to impact whether or not they kill babies, if your vote is going to impact something like that and you got some people for killing babies and some people for not, and your vote is going to help to stop it, what do you think? I rest no. my case. Think about that, Angela. I see your pause lets me know your answer. I love you, honey. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss, the Bible and racism. That's the subject. Uh, and what I'm going to give you is a definition of racism, then show you where the Bible absolutely demolishes The idea of racism, in fact, even the fact that they're racist, it comes against it. There's only one race, the Bible acknowledges, and that's the human race. But we'll be talking about that after we talk to Gary in Pontiac. Hello, Gary.
3: Yes, uh, thanks for your program today.
1: Uh Uh-huh, thanks for Um, calling.
3: Happy New Year to you. Same to you. Well, what it is, uh, my questions come from Revelation uh, 7 chapter. Uh I'd like you to look at it and read it from um, 12 through uh, 16. No,
1: ask your question. Yes. What is your question, Gary, so to save time?
3: Oh, just a question? Well, number one,
1: Mm
4: -hmm.
3: uh, Apostle John went to heaven and he wrote Revelation, but Uh he also wrote the epistles of John. So he wrote the epistles before he wrote Revelation. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, I, I I do believe so. I think that would be an, uh, a correct. Okay, assessment. when
3: did the church get the Book of Revelation? And that's a
1: puzzle. Well, historically, it doesn't say. As far as I know, we know when they uh, okay. that it was a, definitely something that was a part of the canon of Scripture, but exactly what date they received it, that we don't know.
3: Then he came when he came back from in heaven. They put on a, they put him on a, a place where he couldn't meet anybody, and they tortured him and all of that.
1: Yeah, Pim, so uh, Patmos, Patmos, the what? island, the island of Patmos
3: what it was is the early church thought the Lord was coming back in their time. Is that right?
1: Well, I tell you what, I don't necessarily see that. What happens is it looks as if they were expecting the Lord to arrive at any time. Jesus said, I don't know the day or the hour. So people always, and oh, no. still today, wait. debate whether it's pre-trip, right. okay. mid-trip, post-trip. But basically, based upon what Jesus knows, uh, he said, I come as a thief in the night. So you know that's not a good chronology, okay, but right?
3: when he said that, he also said other things afterwards, which I'll, tell, I'll discuss later. But my major thing today is uh, the apostle's taught about getting in the church and getting saved. Oh, absolutely. And then when he went to he- when he went to heaven, he found about the great crowd that were not Christians and they still got saved and they were in heaven. Can you explain that?
1: Where it's a great crowd that uh, weren't saved and they were still in heaven.
3: Yeah, that's when it don't take the mark of the beast. They're going to end up in heaven.
1: If they don't take the mark of the beast, yes, and if they've accepted Jesus Christ as their personal savior. But there could be no, atheists. They could
3: accept Jesus Christ. There could what be- I'm saying is there's people God's going to say they believed in God, but mm-hmm. they didn't know Jesus. And then there's others that didn't know Jesus, but they didn't fully live it.
1: I don't know of those categories. The only category I know in the Bible that I have of people who are going to make it into heaven are those who refuse the mark of the beast because they're following Jesus Christ. There could be atheists that refuse to take the mark of the beast, Gary. you got to remember that. So if atheists uh, refuse to take it. Unfortunately, uh, uh, definitely a gallant gesture, but that's not enough to get them in heaven, just refusing to take the mark of the beast. You have to be a believer in Jesus Christ. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible talk with Pastor Emery Moss, the Bible and racism, the Bible and racism. It is amazing how far ahead of its time the Bible is. Definitely so. Now, here is the definition of racism. Now, where is it coming from? Uh, Well, I have kind of an expertise in this. For 23 years, I was a human relations and diversity instructor in the United States Air Force. I taught race relations courses, I mean, to just hundreds of people. That was my job. Not only that, I was an EOT investigator. I was a fact finder. Had to go out, and and, and whenever an allegation of uh, discrimination was made, I was the one who investigated it and then turned it over to DOJ, which was the legal arm of the Air Force. Uh, I had to report to the colonel and all of it. And you had to have evidence to it ra- you can just say someone was racist and everybody believed on it. There's something that had to happen. Here is the definition of racism that we used that I was taught in race relations school, which I attended in the military. That is racism is any attitude, action done by an individual or an institutional structure that subordinates a person because of their race, color, religion, national national origin, Sex or age, okay? Called it the big six. That's what racism is. If it doesn't fit that category, it's not racism. And I'll give you some examples of what's not racism when we come right back.
4: Many children end up in foster care that don't belong there because they are not abused or neglected. The church can be the saving grace to these children, ages newborn to 17, whose parents find themselves in a crisis with no safety net and no one to turn to. Safe Families for Children is a church-based ministry with no government involvement. There's no charge to the family to use Safe Families for Children. Parents maintain full custody of their children and actively participate in their lives. You can be a blessing to families in crisis by providing a temporary home while at the same time being blessed by knowing you have the opportunity to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Find out how you and your church can become a part of Safe Families by calling me, Sheila Mounts, at 248-635-5978. That's 248-635-5978. Safe Families for Children. Open your heart. Call 248-635-5978. 5978.
5: With patriotsoftware.com, accounting and payroll, keep your time and money. Mike
0: Campbell here, serial entrepreneur. Sometimes we small business owners receive the ugly phone call. Mine came in my fourth year of business. Hey, Mike, it's Charlie, your printing press operator. I was drying our printing press rags at the laundromat, and there's been an accident. The laundromat is on fire. I'm in a rescue squad truck heading to the hospital. The police said it's our fault and you have to come here right away. I hung up the phone sick to my stomach. Poor Charlie. Poor me. I was certain my business was over, but we survived. Now, 26 years later, Patriot Software helps small business owners avoid any ugly phone calls involving their payroll. We give free support with our payroll, which starts at just $10 a month. Go to PatriotSoftware.com, use promo code radio, and get two months of payroll free. That's PatriotSoftware.com. You know, everyone in the world is either spiritually blind, unable to see the difference between right and wrong, truth and error, wisdom and foolishness, or... Christ has given them clear spiritual vision. So which one describes you? Think about that and then join John MacArthur as he helps you deal with spiritual blindness on the next Grace to You.
1: That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss, dealing with a subject tonight, the Bible and racism, the Bible and racism, not the kind of made-up racism that people uh, have in our society today, but real racism, which is discrimination against a person because of their religion, their sex, their age, the color of their skin, their national origin, racism is real. Uh, but it has to have a correct and scientific definition. And the Bible teaches against racism, right? In fact, uh, here we have this marvelous, this wonderful word of God, an ancient document that condemns racism right off the bat. Already we looked at Genesis chapter 3, verse 20, where mother, uh, the mother of all living is Eve. So the kids that her and Adam had are all in the human family. That's right, the mother of all living. Uh, so that's the first big blow that the Bible takes against racism in terms of dealing with it. Also, another very interesting, interesting verse. Uh, Book of Acts, Acts chapter 17, verse 26. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. If you have a question on your mind, if it's off topic, it doesn't matter to me. Anything biblical is welcome. Uh, If you'd like to deal with this particular subject of racism, please give me a call and let me know. Uh, But anything, as long as it's biblical, it is something that can be on Bible Talk. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. All right. Acts chapter 17, verse 26. How someone could embrace a doctrine of racism after this verse baffles my mind, especially if you're a Christian, all right? Uh, Notice in Acts chapter 17, read into this verse 25 and 26, where it says at verse 25, uh, where, well, let's go 24. 24 is a better takeoff point. God that made the world and all things therein. This is Acts chapter 17 and verse 24. God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwells not in temples made with hands. Neither is worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything, seeing he gives to all life and breath and all things. Here's the key verse, verse 26. And hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on the face of the earth, and hath determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitations. And hath made of one blood, not many different bloods, of one blood, all nations of men, for to dwell on the face of the earth, and hath determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. Now, this is unbelievable to me. All humanity shares, they have the same bloodline. Do you know, there used to be a time when they didn't believe that you could uh, give the blood of a white person to a black person, or a black person, the blood of a black person to a white person, because they were different races. There were scientists who contended that, which was absolutely false and finally disproved okay, of one blood. Here to tell you, there's only one race. That is the human race. That's it. Racism has no, not a single scintilla of a scientific basis. It doesn't. The differences in the human community are exp- explained, to, uh, explained by the fact that humans uh, adapted differently in environments that they were in. But human beings are all human beings. The idea of someone being in a different race because of their color or their height or their hair texture is absolutely absurd. And it is something that is not biblical. So not only is the Bible accurate in telling us uh, that there's only one race, the human race. Also, it gets even deeper into this. The Bible talks about it in many passages, not only the New Testament, but amazingly enough, in the Old Testament. All right. If you have any questions, give us a call at area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. And if your question happens to be off topic, that's okay. Anything you have dealing with the Word of God is always welcome on the Bible Talk program. We want you to call. We want you to interact. We want you to get your questions answered. So if you've got something about the rapture you want to talk about or prophecy, anything, anything biblical that is on your mind, you can give me a call right now. I still know how to keep right where I'm going. I'll keep pace with what I've got. But what you've got It's something uh, that needs to be heard by all. So any question or biblical inquiry you have, just call that number at area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Emery Moss. And I'll give you a big tip. That is that Luke right now is relaxing and he shouldn't be. He's a young guy. He's got it. He's old you guys. He is putting his hands behind his head. (laughs) <laughs> and trying to relax. Wake him up. Give him a call at area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Any question you want to ask me, it could be about this uh, subject, but it could be about any subject that is on your mind. We just want to talk about the Bible on this program, and that is why we need you, and that is why we need you to call. All right, another passage to me that absolutely Demolishes the subject of racism. Why? Because this passage shows you exactly what God is interested in in the human being. Yeah, it and it's in the Old Testament, a very, very, uh, uh, just fantastic passage that comes against racism. First Samuel chapter sixteen and verse six. First Samuel chapter sixteen, uh, and verse six and seven, uh, which. Actually, just amazing in how uh, they uh, they deal with the subject of uh, racism and come against the idea that you can determine a person's that God is interested in the color of somebody's skin or something of that nature. Notice the uh, the depth of this. Uh, very well placed in 1 Samuel chapter sixteen in verse six. Here's the uh, uh, the verses. Now remember. Uh, uh, they're looking for uh, someone to be king, right? Here we have the uh, prophet uh, Samuel, uh, and he's uh, there uh, w- uh, with the, in the tribe of Je- Jesse uh, trying to determine which son is going to be king. And many of you know this. So in First Samuel 16 and verse 6, it says, And it came to pass when they were come, Okay, sons of Jesse, that he looked on Elab and said, surely the Lord's anointed is before him. Because this guy, Elab, was so tall and good looking and he just looked like a king. Uh, then Samuel said, surely this is the Lord's anointed before him. Verse seven. Listen to this where God says, but the Lord said unto Samuel, look not on his countenance, or on the height of his stature. Because God has refused him. Why? For the Lord sees not as man sees. For man looks on the outward appearance. But God looks on the heart. Notice again. For the Lord sees not as man sees. For man looks on the outward appearance. But the Lord looks on the heart. God could care less what the color of your skin is. God could care less what your hair texture is like. God could care less where you were born. God looks at the heart, not at the outside of a human being. Okay, So therefore, the very foundation of racism is gone. The Bible does not teach it at all. Now, I'm not saying, unfortunately, that you may have some ignorant Christians who believe in racism and practice it, all I'm trying to tell you is this. Absolutely. They don't get that from the Bible. There's nothing in the Bible that justifies that at all. All right. So, so far I've shown you Genesis 3.20. I've shown you Acts chapter 17, verse 26. And I've shown you 1 Samuel sixteen sixty seven. First uh, Samuel chapter 16, verses 6 and 7. Am I done? Not yet. I've got more territory to cover. But. Always your calls are welcome. Area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss, dealing with the subject of the Bible and racism. If you want to contribute to this topic, you can call. If you have something else you want to discuss, you can call about that as well. Anything dealing with the Bible, theology, Christian living. uh, It can deal with politics in the Bible. That's fine as well. Just give us a call at area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Your calls are welcome here. Do not let our uh, studio tech just relax. This young man wants to work. So give him a call at area code 866-423-9578. And guess what? I want to work too, okay? And I do my best work. When you call and our phone lines are open. So all you've got to do is call and you will find that I am here ready to talk to you. All right. Another passage of scripture to me, which is very interesting. Uh, 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 This counters a myth that has been uh, foisted on us by uh, many. Uh, Those in the nation of Islam and others have said this, that uh, the Bible uh, is a. Uh, was written by so-called white man. The white man wrote the Bible. I've heard that said before, uh, and uh, so therefore that the Bible has an anti-black bias. Okay, uh, there's some who go there. They talk about some curse uh, that we uh, look at in Genesis, which has nothing to do with the color of anyone's skin. But what I can say this is, is this to you. Okay, and uh, whenever I come on this strong, there's one thing you can be sure, and that is that I have good evidence for what I'm saying. All right. I can show you a passage in the Bible that absolutely demolishes the idea that the Bible, right, was written by the so-called white man. Yeah, and it's a racist book. I can demolish that, and we'll do that. But first, let's go to Commerce and talk to my friend Diane. Hello, Diane. Hi, Pastor Mars. <laughs> Thanks for calling, Diane. It's getting lonely around here, wondering when you were going to call. <laughs>
6: Well, this is, um, I hope I can phrase this right. Um, I've been kind of um, studying about the, you know, the sacrifice, the Old Testament sacrifices, of course, well, New Testament, too, um, that pointed to, you know, Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. and his sacrifice. Now, as part of the law, did Jesus take animals to the temple to be sacrificed? I mean, he didn't, he was without sin, so I don't. Did did he do that? Did the apostles do that?
1: Well, uh, Jesus, of course, wouldn't be taking animals to uh, be sacrificed for his own sins at all. We have that not recorded at at all in the Bible. Uh, But uh, when Jesus was on the earth, uh, still the Old Testament and and the law of Moses was still in effect. Uh, It didn't actually come to an end until his death on the cross. So no doubt right. many of the Jews carried on doing the same kinds of you know things they did yeah. until that time. After that we know uh, clearly uh, that it ended. Uh, Hebrews gives us that uh, uh, idea uh, because it tells us now that they're you know that basically our salvation is in uh, Christ. Notice in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 1. For the law, having a shadow of good things to come, and not the very image of the things, can never, with those sacrifices which they offered year by year, now of course we're talking about uh, the uh, Day of Atonement, uh, Le- uh, Leviticus 16:23. Every year sacrifices were offered, but here we're seeing that that ends. Right? So they offered year by year, con- year by year, continually make the comers therefore perfect. For then they, uh, they, for they would n- then. They then would not have ceased to be offered, because the worshippers, once purged, should have had no more conscious of sins. So, in other words, what it's saying, you know, it had to go back and forth every year, as you know, for the Day of Atonement, right? Verse 3 But in those sacrifices there is remembrance again made of sins every year. For it is not possible, okay, that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins wherefore when he comes into the world talking about Jesus he says sacrifice and offerings thou wouldest not but a body thou hast prepared for me so therefore jesus christ ends all those animal sacrifices they're done away now because of his sacrifice on the cross in fact it says uh, the new co- the old covenant is gone as well it continues in hebrews 10 9 and 10 it says then said he lo i come to do thy will o god he takes away the first, that's the Old Testament, that he may establish the second. Then verse 10, by the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all.
6: Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess, my, I, I, I don't know if I'm asking this right. Um. The, my question is, well, I, I guess there's no, um. there's nothing in the Bible that says that, they did, like.
1: Um, well, we know his know, parents so, did. We know that, uh, in fact, oh, th- that,
6: they did. Yeah, okay. in fact,
1: Mary, uh, we we see this in Luke where she uh, offered two uh, uh, pigeons uh, as oh, a sacrificial offering. Yeah, for purification right after the birth. Yeah. yeah, so that's what she okay. did, which is no problem because the law really didn't end until you know the death of Christ on the cross.
6: Yeah, and the sacrifices were part of the law.
1: Yes, a part do, of the law. Oh,
6: yeah. Okay.
1: And we're not under the law anymore. We're under grace.
6: Right. So, do you think like um well, if it's in the if it's not, I don't know if it's in the Bible, but like we're John and James and um you know, Peter, did they take animals when they were with Jesus? Did they take animals to the temple to be sacrificed, or did they? Well,
1: well did they? what happens is, uh, probably so. They could have. It was okay. no problem as yeah, long as it no, was enforced. There's no record of it. That no record of though, it necessarily. I was
6: trying to find that. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: But we know. Uh, we know now that definitely. The sacrifices uh, have ended, and it ended after Jesus Christ died on the cross. That was the trouble, though. There was a transition phase, right? Because remember, the problem that they had, the Jews, uh, that's one of the problems they had with Christianity. They were insisting that the Gentiles be circumcised under the law, but uh, 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 that, that, that was unnecessary. That was done away with. And finally, the church won out in that particular argument. Uh, Paul was really the one who uh, was the big champion of that. But actually, Peter was the first one. Remember in Acts chapter 10 when he uh, went to Cornelius and the Italian band? And uh, uh, he was eating uh, Mm non-kosher food with with uncircumcised Gentiles. And God told him that was okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
6: Okay, well, I, I, I just, you know, try, try to find things in the Bible. And I thought, well, I can't find it. I guess it's not there, you know.
1: <laughs> well, th- there you go. I always Google. That that is do. You know, but that is <laughs> no, always a good. good bet, and that's the safest place you can be. If it's not in the Bible, you cannot yeah. accept it. You cannot yeah. believe it. That keeps yeah. you out of the kingdom of the cults. I don't have to okay. worry about Diane. <laughs> okay, all right. Thank you. Thank you. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. Luke tells me to take a break, and he's the boss. So i got to take a break, and we'll be right back. You give them a blank check to fill out
0: any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sound crazy? The crazy thing is this never ends. Stop the insanity today.
1: Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare contract, you'll pay nothing.
5: Were you lied to when buying a timeshare and want out? Get the facts about timeshare cancellation. Call Wesley now for your free information kit. 800-290-7100. 800-290-7100. 800-290-7100. In the Bible, Jesus says when we care for the least of these, it's like we're caring for him. But who are the least of these? They're moms, like Beatrice, living in Guatemala, where more than half the people live in extreme poverty, where 8 out of 10 children are chronically malnourished.
4: When you pray for your children,
2: what do you pray for them?
1: She prays that God help her to give them at least one more day of food. So it's a daily prayer.
5: When you partner with Food for the Poor, you bring food, water, hope, and love. Your compassion answers the prayers of moms like Beatrice. For a little less than a dollar a day, you can bring hope and love in the form of food for a year and water for life through Food for the Poor. You can make your life-saving gift now. Call 855-849-4673. 855-849-HOPE. 855-849-HOPE. Or click the Food for the Poor banner at faithtalkdetroit.com.
0: Are you tired of paying high fees and commission even when you lose your money? How would you like to never lose your money again due to market risk? Join Joe Uplegger for the Safe Money and Income Radio Show. Saturday mornings at 9 on FM 92.7 AM 1500 Faith Talk Detroit. You can also call Joe now for your complimentary customized Safe Money Kit and Safe Money Book at 866-436-0133. That's 866-436-0133.
1: That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Moss. Uh, just to comment a, a little uh, more on the caller who called in with a great question dealing with, the, uh, with law and grace, uh, it's very clear that we are under grace now, not under the law, except for the law of Christ, of course, uh, in other words, everything that Jesus says And takes from the uh, Old Testament and applies to us. We need to apply it. But in terms of the uh, law as a whole. We need to understand that it's been fulfilled. Over in Galatians. uh, And in chapter 3 verse 21. Very clear. Where it says. Is the law then against the promises of God? God forbid. For if there had been a law given. Which could have given life. Verily righteousness should have been by the law. Verse 22. But the scripture hath concluded all under sin. That the promises or the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. Then verse 23, but before faith came, very important verse, verse 23, but before faith came, we were kept under the law, shut up under the faith, which afterwards should be revealed. Then verse 24, wherefore the law was, notice the law, past tense, wherefore the law was our schoolmaster to bring us under Christ, that we might be justified by faith. But after that faith is come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster, which is the law. And that's clear in Galatians uh, chapter uh, three, verse twenty-one to twenty-four. Number to call: area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight. Area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight to be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Emery Moss, where my key discussion is on the Bible and racism, showing you how the Bible could not possibly be a racist book. It isn't. In fact, it challenges all of the modern notions of racism that exist. It really does. Uh, and some of the silly things that are done just amaze me. I was watching television and uh, there was a woman who was accused of being a racist because She was not an Asian woman, and she was wearing an Asian dress. So that was called discrimination, making fun of Asians. And it's ridiculous. Uh, uh, I went to China, went to Japan. I guess I was a racist too because when I was in Korea, I bought a garment, sent it to my wife, and she wore it. Does that mean that she's making fun of someone because she's wearing a dress that's from Asia or some other ethnic group? Is wrong with our thinking. Number to call. Area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air. Bible talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Um, Let's look at another. uh, Example here. Remember I made a statement. To prove to you positively. That the Bible uh, is not a a racist book. Uh, And for instance. Let's put it this way. The Bible has nothing against. So called interracial marriage we really shouldn't call it interracial we should be calling it interethnic maybe but not racial but the bible is not against uh marrying a person who's not in your so-called group notice in numbers chapter 12 okay numbers 12 where it says and miriam and aaron spake against moses why this is numbers 12 1 oh please look at this one and miriam and aaron spake against moses Because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married, for he married an Ethiopian woman, and they didn't like it. (laughs) Miriam and Aaron did not like it. Now, I don't believe it was because of the color of her skin. I just believe it was because she was non-Jewish. But in order for her to marry Moses, she had to be adopted into the Jewish community. But they didn't like it. Uh, And because of it, verse 2, and they said, hath the Lord indeed spoken only by Moses, hath he not spoken also by us? And the Lord heard it. Now, the man Moses was very meek above all men which were upon the face of the earth. God didn't like what they did. Verse 4, and the Lord spake suddenly unto Moses and unto Aaron and unto Miriam, come out, you three, into the tabernacle of the congregation. And they came out. It's bad to let God hear you when you're acting a mess. All right. says verse 5 and the lord came down in the pillar of the cloud and stood in the door of the tabernacle and called aaron and miriam and they both came forth and he said hear now my words if there be a prophet among you i the lord will make myself known unto him in a vision and will speak unto him in a dream my servant moses is not so who is faithful in all mine house with him i will speak mouth to mouth even apparently and not in dark speeches And the similitude of the Lord shall he behold. Wherefore then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? And the anger of the Lord was kindled against them, and he departed. Now, of course, there was some judgment that fell on them, especially Miriam, because of that. But understand this. If the so-called, quote, white man wrote the Bible, then definitely they would have taken that out. It wasn't taken out because this wasn't written during the time of racism in this country by the English. This comes from, you know, back in the days of Moses. Okay? And so there was no tampering to take out something that uh, uh, is against what man, you know, some of the tenets that man holds in racism. So that is proof positive that the Bible is not a racist book because if it had been written by white racists, as some have surmised uh, illogically, then that would have definitely been left out. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. I'm still talking about that subject, the Bible and racism or racism in the Bible. You can talk about that if you like or anything that is on your mind. If you have a Bible question... Uh, something that you would like to slip in here, you can most definitely do it. All you got to do is call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. All you've got, though, is about 15 minutes to do it. So call right now, and we'll be right back.
7: This is Jerry Boyer of Townhall Finance for Townhall.com. Every year, the international elite gather at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland. The conservative political scientist, Samuel Huntington, who accurately warned us about the coming clash of civilizations, coined a phrase to describe the elites who populate these meetings, Davos Man. Davos Man thinks of himself as free from the ties that hold the rest of us down, free from family, church, synagogue, community, and nation. Instead, he's a global citizen, mouthing abstractions like progress, sustainability, and globalism. Davos Man views nations as at least irrelevant or even an evil threat to the march of progress. In other words, all the things that give the rest of us roots are exactly the things that Davos man has tried to sever himself from. That's why, in every corner of the world, we see such a revolt against Davos man and his feckless attempts to plan mankind's future.
5: I'm Jerry Boyer. Sponsored by Alliance Defending Freedom.
0: Hi, this is Bob Eubanks. Do me a favor. Don't treat this as a commercial. I want you to treat this as a conversation between two friends, you and me. Now, look, if you owe the IRS $10,000 or more, I'm sure you're stressed out. But I've got a solution for you. You see, my friends at the Tax Defense Group can help. This is a family-run business. They do it the old-fashioned way. They put you first, and they never charge a big upfront fee. Now, I've seen them settle for a fraction of what is owed. These are honest, experienced experts who really know how to get it done. The IRS is relentless, so call now for a free tax account review. And remember, there's never a huge upfront fee. Call 855-TAX-BILL, 855-TAX-BILL. That's 855-829-2455, 855-829-2455.
3: If you've got a tax bill
5: that you can't pay, get help, get help, get help, help. the tax offense group way.
7: Hi, this is Greg Bryant, General Sales Manager for Salem Media Group Detroit. If you're listening to my voice right now, you're a listener to either Faith Talk Detroit or The Patriot Detroit. If you love one of these stations and you have experience in outside sales, we'd love to talk to you. Call me directly to inquire how Salem Media might provide an opportunity that's right. Call Greg Bryant at 248-581-1221. That's 248-581-1221 to learn more about our available positions. If you love us, come join us and make a career move that's right for you.
1: That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss, where you can engage me in any discussion you like. My topic on the table is racism and the Bible, but you can change that by just calling that number, area code 866-423-9578. Let's go to Andrew in Washington Township. Hello, Andrew. Mr. Moss, it's great to talk to you. Thank you for the work you do, man. Thank you. Uh,
3: You know, I hate to change change the subject, but I'd like just your take, um, just your idea on the, like, in in Genesis after the flood and uh, we get to Abraham. And I'm wondering why, when Abraham lies to Pharaoh about Sarah being his, his sister and not his wife, that God tends to punish Pharaoh not abraham and i'll go off the air and listen to your answer thank you
1: okay well i tell you what a uh, very good question uh what's happening there uh though is it was really a warning to uh uh to the the pharaoh it was a warning to the leader at that time um uh, and to be honest with you, what Abraham did wasn't too cool. It was a half lie, but it still was a lie. Now, the, the other question is asked, why, why could God uh, bless Abraham after he did something like that? But what happens is God blessed him in spite of it, not because of what he did. Okay? In fact, that was wrong for him to do. Uh, and what happened was the punishment that would have came upon uh, the uh, king who... Uh, you know, after Abraham made that offer, remember, actually he got warned, so he didn't do it. So, uh, so he wasn't punished uh, for it because he didn't do it. Uh, he was spared, uh, uh that because the truth was brought, brought to his attention. And I think it was brought to his attention by God himself. So, uh, so the guy wasn't, there's no punishment that he actually had to face. Uh, if anyone should have been punished, you would think it was Abraham. But in that case, uh, Remember, God blessed Abraham in spite of what he did, not because of what he did. Yeah. But uh, God was involved in uh, both of that. But clearly, one thing for sure is that what uh, uh, Abraham did was absolutely wrong. There was no, in other words, what he should have done was just trust God and uh, not do something like that. All right. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Uh, with still time left for you to call, if you have any uh, question that you'd like to discuss, anything about the Bible that is on your mind, that is why we are here, and we appreciate your call. I've been dealing with the subject of racism. However, there might be something on your mind other than that, and that is fine. going to go to Phil in Troy. Hello, uh, Phil. Hi, Pastor Moss. How are you tonight? Great. How are you?
5: I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, the, the topic is sort of related to racism. Okay. Um, maybe you can give me a little advice. Um, my wife and I, we're both white, uh-huh. and we have an adopted African-American daughter. Mm-hmm. She's about three and a half now. Uh-huh. And I've been bringing her to my church ever since we've had her. And uh, I'm, I'm just starting to wonder if, and my church is, um, uh, you know, it's 98% white people also. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if I should try to branch out with her maybe once or twice a month, find a majority African-American church to take her to just so she can worship with people who look like her. Uh, is, is, am I being a little silly here, or is this uh,
1: something that would be good for her mental well-being, do you think? Well, I would say this to you. I don't think it's going to affect her mental well-being at all. Um, uh, Definitely, I'm sure now she goes to school. I'm sure there's some diverse uh, uh, things that she involves herself in, right? Yes. Okay. What about the school? Her her daycare
5: is very, very, well, multiracial, multiethnic.
1: Yeah. So. so it's no problem. I think all of us, everyone should try to make sure that our kids get exposed to good things. But there's nothing that demands that you that you do that. Yeah. As long as long as she's educated well, uh, I don't see the problem. Yeah. That's that's not necessarily a problem. OK. OK. Yeah. My
5: my wife has some concerns about making sure she has good African-American role models in her life. Uh-huh. Uh, and I had thought that might be a good a good way to to help accommodate that
1: well that's um, that's true just as it as long as it doesn't go too far, I don't you know if you can remember this uh, gold medalist she was a a, a black uh, Olympic star in skating, and she won some um uh, she was real good. I don't know if she ever got the gold, but she really was good. and once she was asked by an interviewer, um, uh, you do so well' Uh Did you have any uh black mentors in skating that you could follow, okay, and what she said mm-hmm. was she said, "You know i don't need a black person to do something to make me feel like I can do it <laughs> you know she yeah, yeah, I mean it 's not to say that <laughs> I'm against that, but she just said I-, I don't need to have a black I'm a human being, I can do whatever other human beings do now it's good some need that kind of model, but uh Uh, Sometimes if you need that, you you know, you might stop doing anything because there's always fields where your particular uh, uh, background ethnic group might not be there. we need to instill in them. Now, what you feel I'm with you. I, I think it's a good thing to do. But what they need to be instilled with is that they're human human beings created by God and they can do anything that God endows them to do uh but definitely it's good to uh uh to to be as diverse if you can because we're in a diverse society with different cultures and languages absolutely thank thank you so much for your advice pastor i really appreciate it I appreciate it so much. Well, thank you for calling. I appreciate it. And that reminds me, brings me back to my race relations days. That's exactly the kinds of discussions I used to have on the base. When I worked in human relations, we dealt with interracial marriage and all of that kind of thing. I kind of miss it. But still, I do it on occasion. I uh, do provide pastoral counseling to folks. In fact, you can get in on it because you don't have to be a member of Strictly Biblical to come and see me. So if you're in a, uh, let's say, uh, what they call. Really, it's not so. But what they call an interracial relationship, and you want some counseling, come see me. I did a lot of that when I worked in human relations in the military. Like I say, 23 years, taught racial relations classes, dealt with issues like that. And so those appointments can be made to see me on... Uh, Wednesdays, all you got to do is call area code 313-933-9270. That's area code 313-933-9270. And so if you're having problems in that area with a so-called interracial marriage or something of that nature, you can come and talk to me. I'll be glad to uh, uh, help you with that subject. If you've uh, adopted in your family someone who's uh, not of the same ethnic background as someone else and you want some tips, I can definitely help you with that. Uh, What is the charge? I just take a donation. No certain charge for anyone who comes to see me for pastoral counseling. So you can call during business hours. That's from 10 to uh, about 2.30. You can call area code uh, 313-933-9270. That's area code 313-933-9270 and receive uh, pastoral counseling. From Pastor Moss dealing in areas about marriage, uh, individual counseling, and dealing with uh, race-related issues, or so-called race-related issues, I'd be glad to deal with you. All right, the number to call here, area code 866-423-9578. But it looks like we're almost at the end of our journey, and I've got three big verses left here to bring to you on this subject. And so, I am... Marking this down because definitely I'll be dealing with uh, something else, but I'm not going to start something new until I finish this complete exposition on the Bible and racism. The Bible does not condone racism of any kind, and I challenge anyone to prove that it does. It does not. In fact, the Bible uh, is more sophisticated than our society has ever been on this subject by the verses that I've shown you. Uh, But that shouldn't shouldn't surprise us, because the Bible is the Word of God, and who can beat what God knows? All right, the number to call, area code 866-423-9578. That's next time, so you can be in first. But right now, I got to go. God bless you, and we'll see you next time.